What's the episode? What is the Episode 4, the podcast where we watch season 3, episode 4 of a television show completely out of context with the rest of the series. It's late enough in the show to be good and early enough in the season to make sense. I'm Lisa. And I'm Adam. How are you doing, Lisa? I'm really excited. Yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm really glad we're ha- that we have Peter back on. Uh, me too. Hi. Me too. We have Peter. <laughs> Hi, I'm Peter. Hi. Uh, nice to meet you again, uh, audience. And uh, yeah, if if you listened before, you, you, Pete was on the Avatar, the last Airbender episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's it's good to see your face, Peter. How are you doing? Good. It's uh, good to see your face. This is both of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh and it's, it's I guess it's only been like a month since we recorded that. That's true. Too. It seems I, like it too feels long. like it's been forever. I was hungry for more, I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. We we were hungry for more Peter. Uh Peter Martino yeah. is for with each other. Us. <clears throat> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> um I love it. I love it. And the, the mustache, I Mm. Thank you. Chef's kiss. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I, tr- so, I trimmed it too short yesterday, actually. Oh. I don't ever trim it. I usually, it's like I'm a, mm. I'm a very lazy person that way. Uh, but then mm-hmm. yesterday I was like, might as well like cut it down a little bit. And it was yeah. too short. Yeah, that first swipe and you're like, oh. Yeah, and then you got to follow that's through. That's not what I was going yeah, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. You could have you could have done a thing where it was very thin on one side, and as it moved over, it just got thicker and thicker. Ah, like a mustache, like an ombre. Like yes, a, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. An ombre mustache. <laughs> oh my god! So wait, when you say this is my ignorance showing too short, you don't mean from from one side of your face to the other. You don't mean from bottom to top or side to side. You mean the hair itself is too short. Oh yes, yeah. So okay, I like my little fuzzy <laughs> razor comes with uh, different numbered razor parts. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. I used yeah. A, the I used the one that said three, and that was too short. Oh dang! It could you could do like has anyone ever done a mustache fade? <laughs> a mustache fade? You know, like the fade is like. It, correct so, me if I'm wrong. So. 
the top, top of the mustache very long. Very bushy. Once you get to the lip, though, fade it out. <laughs> you just have a layer of really thin yeah. hairs on top that are long. <laughs> it could work. It could work. Uh, oh, I think you're I on know something there, Lisa. About- <laughs> Why don't you try it first, Lisa, and then Peter and I will jump on that I don't get enough hair to make it happen. Where's me? The hair uh, on my upper lip is really few and far between. (laughs) 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 You'll get there one day. I'll get, I'm working on it. Yeah, she's working on it. So. This week, (laughs) we watched. The Sopranos, hey. uh, an American show from HBO. The IMDb summary of this show is New Jersey mob boss Tony Soprano deals with personal and professional issues in his home and business life that affects his mental state, leading him to seek professional psychiatric counseling. Uh, this episode is titled Employee of the Month. It aired on March 18th, 2001. And the episode summary is, Dr. Melfi is brutally attacked, and when the justice system lets her down, she must consider asking Tony for help. Um, this was a very, very heavy episode to be yeah. jumping into. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Also, trigger warning. Trigger warning. For and we're going to put that at the assault. beginning of this, like, actual yeah. podcast recording. Oh, good, good, um, good. I'll just, like, have an announcement saying trigger warning for anyone. But, yeah, this was... Uh, our ignorance and our jumping into things um, really didn't serve us on on this episode. <laughs> it didn't. No. What a fucking well, especially because oh. I wanted to do the Sopranos with you guys because I hadn't seen it before, and so since I had mm-hmm. seen Avatar and had a lot of opinions, I thought it'd be fun to kind of do the opposite. But, uh, and I was worried. I was like, in The Sopranos, you know, like, from what I know, like, anything could happen in an episode. Um, (laughs) You know, I was expecting murder, but, um, or like a big character dying or something like that. But, uh, yeah, we got an episode. Yeah. Yeah, we did. So, Dr. Melfi, the attack she uh, experiences is she's raped, and it's very, uh, it's... It's shown on screen. It's very graphic. Like it's it's very graphic. It's uh, it was uh, it was a very tough thing to watch. Um, and like I honestly, I, I don't like, threw my hands. Yeah, put your hands up. I I listened to it. I couldn't watch it. it I, rape is a thing that when it's shown in a story, I frequently don't want to see uh, uh, that even used as a plot device as yes. like, uh, an event in a story not to to ignore the fact that it happens in real life but simply because it's it, when i'm watching a television show or any kind of media i don't really like um i just don't i don't like it's a story uncomfortable it. very uncomfortable well it can and- also be like you don't know like who your audience is and like it can be very triggering obviously mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. it is it is like you know, a big thing that causes like PTSD and stuff like that. So, you know, just hard. Yeah. It's a very hard, very traumatic thing. And it's also a hard thing for like, it's so difficult that society hasn't figured out how to handle it. Mm -hmm. The justice system is like 
lets rapists go all the time and um and women do ha- suffer or sorry not just women um people suffer like PTSD from it uh for like I mean they could experience for the rest of their lives like it's it's traumatizing and it's messed up and uh but I I think the episode we watched I was worried that it would be mishandled. Right. And while I do have, I mean, obviously there's like the question, do you need to see it? Right. Right. Um, I don't think it was, it wasn't like gratuitous at all. Mm-mm. I don't think it was that. I think it was like appropriately violent and disgusting and more, it they, seemed they to sh- me to be more true. They showed it, like, as much as possible without, like, well, I mean, I was going to say crossing any lines, but that's not the right expression. Like, you know, they, they I, showed as much as they could without, like you were saying, like, without it being like, oh, my God, like, maybe they shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it happens at a point, like, it's so unexpected. I think it was probably unexpected when you watch the show, too. I think... And I, I also think that was accurate to how rape occurs. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. this guy is, like, walks past her going up the stairs while she's going down into the parking garage. He knows that it's empty. He knows no one's in there. He walks past her. She's on the phone. He knows she's distracted. Mm-hmm. And I think he's like, oh, this is my opportunity. And it ju- he just does it. Mm-hmm. And we don't see him again. And that to me was like, oh, fuck. Okay, yeah, that is, it could happen at any time to any woman or person. Mm-hmm. And that's how it happens. Like, the the victim never really, how the fuck would the victim know when that's happening, you know? Yeah. Uh, but the person who will do that is probably thinking about it, like, regularly. It, it's it, it's a very like it's a very uh, uh, traumatizing and difficult thing to watch happen and then I feel like frequently um, in a show that um, ha- like has these sorts of things happen um, um, within it, it's dealt more as a thing to see a character overcome this challenge than it is a thing to talk about it in society. Mm, um, yeah. Where, like, uh, like because this is an event, uh, this is a thing that happens and is uh, agree- frequently egregiously mishandled by our society, by our, like, government, by police. Um, it, it's, like, uh, and and by people who are involved uh, as support within a person's yeah. life, they, a lot of a lot of times people don't know how to like support a person who's been through an experience like that. Um, and well, I, I feel like well, narratively, all institutions don't know how to handle this. Right. right. I mean, narratively speaking, um, uh, in the history of narratives of people being raped, it's used f- very frequently as like. Oh, this person was raped, and like 
uh, a person was born from it, and that's how like this god was made. Or like we have a there's a yeah. long human history of like like rape, like being a thing that happens, uh, uh, and like being addressed in stories, but not appropriately um, shown as a thing as traumatic and um, uh, and as problematic as it is. Well, and the the victim in this case, uh, the doctor, Dr. Melfi, mm-hmm. who also, just to reframe this a little bit, from my understanding of the summary, this the premise of the entire show is Tony Soprano and his therapy sessions with this doctor. This is what it sounds like. Yeah. That's... Nuts. Like, the show begins when he starts therapy. Do you know that? Okay. That's what it says in the summary. It says... Yeah, in the summary. For the show with or personal the professional For the show. For the oh. entire show. So, Dr. Melfi is a character that, that sticks, like, lasts for the entire run of the Interesting. show. Interesting. She... she in my head, just as important. In my head, well, it sounds like it. She must be. You probably see her so much. In my head, like in my having no knowledge of the show, I was like, oh, like I bet you, like half, like a quarter of the way through season two, <laughs> Tony's wife is like, you gotta go to therapy, and he's like, I don't want to go to therapy, and then something yeah. happens to him where he's like, oh, maybe I should go to therapy, and then he's like really reluctant yeah. about it, and then he like actually like wow. finds out he likes his therapist, but that was just me like filling in holes. That's that, like, not bad. That's not know. a bad like. No, that could totally be yeah. how. How it like coming into this episode, there isn't that like I didn't watch the previously on or anything, and we're all, yeah. already in season either. three, yeah. so they're they're probably not like it's probably not like episode one because everyone knows the conceit of it's a mob boss going to therapy, I guess. But yeah, I I think that is what it is. I think the yeah. whole show is about him dealing with his problems uh, by approaching like by getting a counselor and like and then. What a like fucking that progressive show. To, yeah, very like, progressive. For this to be made in 1999, well, this this third season in 99, for them to... 2001. Or 2001. And then yeah. for them to uh, to not only destigmatize <laughs> mental health, mm-hmm. and, but to also then allow the audience to see like this from like a totally... I don't. I don't. I can't say it's a totally female perspective. I don't know if the writers were male, but like the character at least is like it's it's her. It's how she deals with it and how she chooses to to like own what happened to her. I uh, like rather than. I I almost immediately was like, oh, I didn't read the summary for the episode, but I almost immediately was like, oh my god, wait, I hope she tells Tony. Like, oh yeah. my god! So, like I was like, I yes. hope that's what happens. And then as like the plot developed, and it turns out like that's what the episode was about. I was like, oh, my, I was getting more and more excited. I was like, oh my god! Like I don't know the show, but like again, what I know about it is it's just like Tony Soprano's this like mob guy, and like a part of me was like, all right, I'm ready for the mob. Like let's see him fucking take a guy out or like break his kneecaps yeah. or something. Um, you know, but that's okay. You know, things happen. Choices are made when. When the episode ended, hi Oz. When hi, the Oz. episode ended, pieces high. 
Adam and I both yelled. We yeah. Were, no. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that that'd be so. It it feel great for the audience to see that, or yeah. to at least be mm-hmm. like, oh my god. We, um. And we have like I think it's important to know that we have a different perspective on this as a post Me Too movement audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we're watching this, and we're seeing like, oh, women have been, or sorry, victims of rape have been failed, like time and time again, and retribution is necessary. Well, and in a, and in a, you know, in in an ACAB world too, like the cops like fucking fucked up and oh, left some evidence yeah, somewhere, fuck the pigs. and like you know missed a piece of paperwork, and now this rapist is. Like walking around, still at his job, living his life. When the victim is left, you know, lying on her couch, you know, crying. Um, right. It's it's a uh, it, a world without justice. Yeah. We want repercussions. Yeah. And we know that Tony can and Tony do is justice. Yeah. Ju- Tony, Tony isn't yeah. justice. Tony mob, is vengeance. Mob, Tony mob is justice. <laughs> <laughs> Tony yeah. is mob justice. Tony, Tony well, why not? Why yeah. couldn't Tony be justice? Why ha- Why does it have to be vengeance? Because justice is... Mm. But how do you... D- if you let the, the justice the, the, system define what justice is, you will never get it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm, it's, it's the better... It's the justice that... The only justice she can get. Unless, you know... Right. Or the best justice she can get, at least. Best justice. But she chooses... Not to. And it still gives me chills thinking about it. She chooses not to. because, And that's such a powerful thing for her to do as well. That doesn't remove power from her. That puts so much power in her hands to... Oh, I'm so sorry, but I, I'm wondering, no, yeah, yeah. like, I'm wondering, because we don't know their dynamic. Like, we don't know. Obviously, mm-hmm. they must be close because they've been in therapy sessions for a while. Mm-hmm. But we don't know their dynamic. We don't know how professional the doctor is with Tony um, or, like, how friendly she might be with him. So, it might also be, like, like what's going to happen to me if I ask Tony for this favor, uh, you know, like what does that mean for me and the people I know and the people in my life or like, maybe she's buds with him and she'd be like, Hey Tony, like I need you to do this for me. Or it's like, you know, basically like a stranger asking a mob boss for a hit. Well, it <laughs> yeah, sounded yeah. to me, it sounded like there was s- underlying sexual tension or previous sexual. Because yeah, of what the I husband mean, the said, right? The husband was yeah. like, yeah. the husband was like, mentioning that they had a sexual past of some sort. Interesting. Uh, or, or like, uh, I didn't, I didn't notice the sexual past part, but like the He's, fact that she left her husband after she met Tony. Definitely. Interesting. Yeah, definitely. Oh, is that what it was? I, what was it? What did he say to her when they were like the first scene you see with him? And he's like, they're like cooking dinner and, Mm-hmm. She's like mm. they're like accosting each other. I can't. Yeah, I thought it was there. She like he like said to him, I can't remember what it was. I'm going yeah, with you guys yeah, are probably yeah. right, but I think I think they did have sex before. You think so? Or yeah, like he. I, I, I think the way the he looks at her, he he wants he wants to be with her, but they also like. <laughs> Patsy, buddy, hmm. you still have to wait. It's interesting that a that a man like Tony. Well, what was your impression of Tony Soprano, Pete? Yeah, 
uh, kind of what I no, kind of what I thought he would be. Um, Interesting. Yeah, like that's kind of what I pictured. Um, I don't. The only thing I don't know is if he's like a. Well, no, actually, the first scene is like a Russian woman calling him. I was going to be like, I don't know that he was like whether or not he's a womanizer who like has affairs with like all the time was like up in the air for me. But then I guess I'm remembering the very first scene of this episode is like him talking to yeah. like <laughs> yeah. a Russian woman in lingerie who's like drunk on Stoli and in she's lingerie like, on bed. Yeah. 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 So I take that back. So he could, you know, he might, <laughs> you know, be unfaithful to his wife or his secretary. I could see that happening, but yeah, he was about as like, he, he, he made sense in my head. The character oh. was what I was thinking. Why was it not yeah. for you Great. guys? Were you expecting something else? I was I was expecting a little less charismatic than he was. Mm. I mean, when yeah. in the first scene with the therapist, he's just like he's smiley. He's like mm-hmm. uh, like uh, kind of goofy feeling. I don't yeah. know. He's got this yeah. sort of like boyishness to him. Uh, but I guess I mean after watching, um, uh, what was it? Uh, what was the show? What, the Boardwalk one? Empire, and like seeing oh, the way yeah. that the those mob people also had a boyishness to them. Yeah, um, especially I, like uh, uh, someone as intimidating as like James uh, Gandolfini. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James Gandolfini also being kind of like I don't know, charming stuff. That it makes sense why they have that power, but it's also yeah. like he doesn't. I I question why is he there. Like if he t- is not interested in the therapy that much, why why is he going to her? Why what does he want from? I her think there? he must have had like a breakthrough with her. I mean, she mentions that, but also like if the whole yeah. show is like if it's based on like therapy scenes between them and then vignettes of like what's happening in their lives, like he's definitely like has created the bond with her, you know, like outside of desire. I think. I'm sorry, Pete. We're just like you're cutting in and out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. You just froze for me too, so I was like, I'm gonna uh, just wait. Turn off camera. Oh, great. Okay, you're okay. back. I could. We could hear you. I just turned off our camera. <laughs> okay. Uh, um, let's see if the. So oh, it goes back there. Oh no, we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. I I was surprised halfway through the episode at how much I liked him. As a character. Because mm-hmm. I, when I watch these, like, mob things, most of the time I'm <laughs> just upset. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At, at, the, at the characters. Um, but him, I was like, oh, he's really charming. And actually, like, I don't hate him. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, it, or not even at the end, halfway through, you, like, the second the rape scene is over, you're like, she has to tell him and he has to... He has to kill this he has guy. To kill this guy. Like you're suddenly in a blink of an eye. I'm rooting for him, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was yeah. not expecting that. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm excited to see more of this show. That was why I picked this one. Is I was like, I haven't seen it, and I will make me want to go watch it. So <laughs> mm-hmm. this was this was the first episode that like it ends, and we're like. We are ready to watch the next episode yeah. immediately. We are yeah. so ready to keep watching the show. 
Well, I honestly was like, like parts of it, I was like, ah, I'm kind of bored. And then like by the end of it, I was like, ah, like no, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. The the editing, I think once you get past like the editing and the, the wig, the the fact the wig, the fact <laughs> Joe Pantoliano's wig. The fact that it's set in 2000. Oh, is he the dude with the gray 2000s. with the gray sides? No, he's the guy with the red hair. He's parted in the middle. Mm-hmm. Parted in the he middle. Was in he was wearing a turtleneck at one point. Uh, in like I don't a, in a plastic. Turtleneck. Was he in the plastic chair outside of the pizza joint? Where he, the guy yes. was like, yeah. Oh yeah. no, he, yeah. he not not the guy with the ponytail. No, the guy with the ponytail went in oh, the pizza okay, joint. The other yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. That's yeah. Right. He's the guy who who uh, Tony like <laughs> with the kid. I guess the scene with the kid like pulled. Yeah, the scene with the kid and Tony's like, "You're doing too much. I'm gonna have a different guy kind of step in here for you because you're yeah. you're a bit of a loose cannon." This guy. I'm just gonna show yeah. you a picture. Is that? Oh, fantastic! That good? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. What a mug. Uh <laughs> yeah. He's he's a great actor. There he's he great. is in. in as the guy. Okay, so that was the first time I've seen James Gal. Oh my god. Gandolfini? Gandolfini. Gandalf. That was what tripped me up. I was like the wizard. Um, act, I think, because I've never watched this show. Uh, yeah, and he's I don't in, think he's I've ever in seen the Matrix. I, so I haven't seen the Matrix. I was about to say I haven't uh, seen any of the movies he's been oh, in. Oh, James Gandolfini's not but in the Matrix. Joe I know. Oh, in the Matrix. sorry, sorry. Yeah, James Gandolfini. Yeah. Um, but the uh, Tony's wife is has a uh, couple of episodes stint in Thirty Rock. So oh, I like, I Eddie Falco. She was she was so good at doing nothing when she oh like first appeared. She was talking to him and they were having a conversation, and he's like, like all his charm yeah. falls dead on her. Yeah. It just falls <laughs> she so She knows flat. him. Yeah, she knows him. Shit. She doesn't care at all about what he has to say or what he thinks anymore because yeah. she's tired of him. She's hardly in the episode. I think that's like the classic mob boss wife's trope though is like I know who my husband is and I know what he does and I know he sleeps around but as long as the, at the end of the day he comes back to my house and kisses me on the forehead goodnight. I don't care. But then, like, also, as like That's his charm right. is You're kind so of washed off, so like, yeah. they're You're a little so bit jaded. You know? It almost sounds like Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's kind of got that sound. Yeah, something like that. That's my guess because that's like most small Bob's wife in like things like this, and I don't even oh, like. We, um, <laughs> well, I she was on screen so little, but the the times she was, I was like, Eddie Falco is so fucking good. She was very good. Yeah, she's also in Nurse Jackie. Yeah, uh, she it, plays the nurse. It like this episode because of the 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 plot of the episode, all the like side things and like the the micro plots and stuff like that that are have to do with like future parts of the oh, season. Yeah, they they didn't they <laughs> didn't, didn't matter. matter. They didn't matter to me because the main plot was so yeah this huge so important. You know it all it, that that it just be like watching like an episode of like. Game of Thrones, like a random episode of Game of Thrones or something, you know, where like everything (laughs) except for the plot of that episode is probably incredibly important to the series. But in in the context of that single episode, you're like, okay, this doesn't I don't care about this because I don't know the show and like I don't like it's just boring. 
But if you were like an avid viewer, like all those little scenes were probably like very important or like <laughs> set up stuff or like, you know, tied together stuff. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I imagine that all the details. I mean, I really think a lot of what happened in this episode, a lot of, I think there were some big things for Tony that we just missed. Cause he, first of all, he's going to therapy, right? Yeah. And, and he even like, she asks him, he's so, he's so opposed to it at first. She asks him if his wife will want to come in. She asks him if he would like to move on to behavior mo- modification therapy, which I think is now called cognitive behavioral therapy. I think maybe they've changed the it's name or rebranded it. Yeah. Um, it has been 20 years yes. since this episode came out. And so I think that like that shows a lot of growth in his character. Like he's actively trying to be a better, I don't know about a better person, but a better version of himself. Mm-hmm. And like, there's so many moments in here that he was just a kind individual and, and I don't know what is going on with him and Joe Pantaleone. I don't know what is going on with the FBI or the police listening yeah, in listening on him. In. And him oh, and that kid knew, who right? comes in. Who, you guys think he knew? I think he knew. about some other kid. And he's like, I promised your father. You know, I wouldn't. You think Tony knows? That, or that the, the police knows? are no, listening you think, in? I think when that kid was in there with the wire, I think Tony knew that he was wired. Oh, we're not hearing him. I'll say, hey, oh, can you hear me yeah, now? Oh, I you think heard so it. too. Yeah. Oh, really? He didn't give anything yeah. away. He gave nothing away. Because he didn't give anything. And yeah, yeah, also, yeah, we did. he like, oh, you guys are a second behind me. This is unfortunate. Uh, he like, um, was like staring at the kid's chest for like a four second close up on Tony's face. So I think he, ah. I think he definitely knew. I think he was like, because there was like, a, there was a close up on one shot of Tony where like his eyes were looking at the kid's chest, like they were, oh. his eye line was lowered. Um, I thought, I thought they were listening in, and and Tony knew because he was like working with them. Oh but no, that, did we lose Pete? Makes sense. No, we oh. just lost his video. Oh okay, great. oh that was me. I was yeah. thinking yeah, maybe it would maybe help with we... the audio that's why i kind of went off video too yeah um, um, i think that like that moment where he says i love you then means something totally different if oh, he knows that the kid is 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 like narking so adam you thought that tony was the one working with the fbi or the cops i or did whatever? i did it's, i thought well, tony was be. the one working with that's them. what's so exciting is we have no idea or I have we no have idea. no idea because it could be either. I took it as the kid was wearing the wire, and um, like Tony knew. Although Tony did like take him down to the basement, so I don't know. Yeah, there could. It's the third option is that neither of them know. Right. And yeah. That they just bugged the house. They just bugged the house. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, I don't know what. I don't. I don't know what's going on there. No, I don't know no. what Tony Soprano has even done ever. Yeah. Like, there's no like reference to anything that like anything malicious that he's done. Mm-hmm. It, they just say all these things like he's the head honcho. Um, wait, there's no like his hands are fucking clean in this episode. His hands you know? are so clean, and that's what makes him so powerful seeming. 
if he could keep his hands fully clean, that seems like yeah, that seems like the kind of thing that a Fuck. person who who is very on top would be uh, about. He seemed like he seemed very like like those moments where he's like, oh, why did you? fucking tell me that you moved out here like that was like mm. like I could I could predict or feel like he could go into violence at any moment yeah. because of that like he seemed dangerous but I just you don't see that was sketchy it was sketchy that the guy some guy moved to Jersey and yeah. I don't know who this guy is but he seems to be in cahoots with Joe Pantoliano uh huh and there's also fucking Russians, of I course. Think the guy who moved to Jersey, I think, is a like a not a full friend, um, maybe somewhat of a competitor, not like mm. not un, an underling of not um, an underling, not an underling of Tony's. Um, he moves there um, and is encroaching on Tony's space, but he's just like, no, I'm just moving here because the wife wants to be closer to. You know, or was he moving that, away? That Where was Tony my lives? guess. You Tony know? lives in Jersey. That was my Jersey. guess, yeah. Adam. My guess is I had yeah. two. It was that one that he was encroaching on Tony's space and is like an ex-competitor, like a competitor who has mm. since retired or been forced out of retirement. Or I thought it could have been one of his like henchmen, maybe like a really trusted henchman, like maybe even like a right-hand kind of guy who, yeah. um, who like betrayed him, and Tony was like listen, like, I love you, you know, like, you're my brother to me, but you gotta get the fuck out of New Jersey. And, like, yeah. he was, like, banned, <laughs> pretty much. And then the guy comes back, and he's like, listen, I like, he was clearly invited, like, Tony knows. Um, but, like, he's like, oh, like, my wife wants to live here, and the schools are better, and Tony's like, well, I still love you like a brother, but I told you not to show your face again. But I think that guy's gonna die. There was one look that Tony gave that guy where, like, I was like, oh, Tony has already planned for this guy to be murdered. Wow. Yeah, Tony's like, not about what this guy's doing. That's crazy because I think this is like James Gandolfini's amazing acting. Like, that he can look that happy and cheerful and friendly while contemplating violent acts of murder. <laughs> like, is. <laughs> nuts yeah it's it's i mean that's you were talking about editing earlier that's just like that's kind of what the uh, like uh yeah. editing's <laughs> all about is just like show james gandolfini laughing and like smiling and giving sort of a look and then show wow. this other person and you're like that other person's dead like and they don't and those two guys <laughs> were blissfully unaware that he's watching them i don't know man they seemed i mean yeah they did seem unaware that he was watching that, but like Smoking they seem to be cigar. making moves together. Yeah, it was definitely some yeah, weird. One shit of those guys going is gonna die. Yeah, weird shit going on. But that's not even like even while watching that, I kind of clock it, but I'm still thinking about the like main plot. Yeah, yeah. Um, the dream scene that she had was so stressful too. Mm -hmm. it, was a, it was a lot. But it was funny that she put macaroni in the in the vending machine. Yeah. yeah. And Lisa's like, "What macaroni? What's this bullshit?" I'm like, "Cause it's Italian. It's a pasta. <laughs> it's a pasta." <laughs> See, I thought I thought she was gonna wake up and like, 
eyes open, like jolt up and go, oh, I need a dog. Like, I thought that's what she yeah. was going to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right, uh, I like where this is going. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> my, my favorite part was when in, it's like in one of the ne- very next scenes, she's describing like exactly like every question you had, she's answering. Yeah. It's like, Oh, they're really spelling it out for us. Great. Yeah. Cause that yeah. was confusing oh, as fuck. <laughs> so that man she was talking to, is that her therapist or is that a colleague? Yeah. It's her therapist. Yeah. Got Interesting. It. I think he's, he is a colleague cause they're both therapists, but of course she needs a therapist when she's, up there no, for Tony Soprano. But like, I thought, like, I I was like, when, so he meets, she meets with him twice, and the first time, I was like, is this, like, just another therapist down the hall that she's just, like, has lunch with and is now talking to? By the second one, I was like, okay, no, it this must like be, like, that. her therapist. But, it, yeah, it looks like she just, like, got up and was like, oh, I gotta go talk to Greg about this. You know, like... <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not really yeah. how they, like yeah. a therapist offices hey, really Greg, work. You got but, a moment? Um, yeah. <laughs> they don't all work in like cubicles together. Uh, yeah. The the one co- comedic through line in this episode is his sister. What the fuck? There's no explanation. Well, for us anyway. For us, she's stolen someone's prosthetic leg and is using that as blackmail to get back some, some records from their dead mother. And also, the dead mother seems to be some sort of catalyst event in Tony Soprano's life. Yeah, and the dead mother apparently left treasure in her basement. Or someone <laughs> oh, has left treasure what? in the sister's that's basement. Right. So that's what the metal, with the metal detector holding yeah, it up and then to the t- wall. And then she's like, you're just going to come over here and bring a group of contractors to look for it. And I was like, damn, there's treasure in that house. Yeah, how are they not all looking for it now? Like, what's the holdup? Maybe that yeah. was the breakthrough Why? that the therapist was talking about was the mother's death. Sorry. Maybe. Because mm. yeah. that's when the panic track. attacks stopped. No, no that works. That's, that, that's, that, that's looping back into the plot, which is probably what is going on. You yeah. Know, there's much, it's much more in-depth than we get to see. We see, a, like, we see the middle of the rope. We don't see the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, we miss a lot. Something more more devastating to think about mm-hmm. uh, is the fact that so he probably Tony Soprano as a character probably had panic attacks thinking he was having a heart attack. Oh, yeah. Which is often often occurs. Yes, he went to the especially hospital. with considering his size and age and, uh, and especially cigar mm-hmm. habits. But, but that's that's like cigar how James Gandolfini did die. Correct. Oh, really? Wasn't it a heart attack? Oh. That he died from a heart attack? I didn't attack? know that. I thought so. Which is devastating. That is devastating. Um, That's sad. And um. also, but like, it's very real, like, a very real thing that happens to, to people. Yeah. Like, also, if you have panic attacks, how fucking terrifying that you would think that you could be dying. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. And and having a heart attack, and of course he went to see a therapist. Dealing with the stress of yeah, of being a, 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 being a, a mobster. Yeah, <laughs> a being a freaking mobster. Can we talk about though, like if James Gandolfini can go to, or if Tony Soprano can go to therapy, like what's stopping everybody? 
Right. <laughs> right. Other Everyone, than, other like, than, you know, money for some people, but that's true. That's true. But it, at this, like, it, it's, it's a show that probably explores how hurt people hurt people. Yeah. Ooh. You know, like that's, that's the, that's the lesson we could take from the idea of like therapy and all that kind of stuff is that if you are, if you have been hurt, if you are hurting, uh, you're going to find people less human. You're going to be able to hurt people more. Yeah. And it's like, what is the thing that a mob boss is hurting about? And she, apparently he came forward, talked about that trauma with her. And now he's schmoozing. He's so charming and stuff because he's avoiding talking about it. He doesn't want to go back and explore that thing. And she's like, well, if you don't want to actually explore your trauma that you brought up, that now we have a grain, some like actual handhold on something that happened in your life and you don't want to work on that. She's trying to get him to someone else. I thought that was actually very relatable. I don't know. Do you have... Not to out anyone, uh, I go to therapy, and it's my understanding that one of you has gone to therapy. Yeah, I've gone to Adam's therapy. Gone. Yeah, yeah, she's I've looking at me, waggling her eyebrows. <laughs> I have been to therapy. Just like, And I've been in... Yeah. No, go ahead. No, no, continue. I've been in that position of, like, knowing I'm there to better myself and not wanting to participate. Like, and I think James Gandolfini at one point is in that position. And like in the beginning of the episode, he's Mm -hmm. like, uh, he knows he's there for a good reason. He's paying this woman and like, he's being a brat. Yeah. And I, I was like, oh, that was, that was me like literally last week. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so I thought everything about this was like, how, how is he the most relatable character for me? (laughs) possible do you think this was like a start i don't know enough about tv history to answer this question and maybe our combined knowledge will be able to but do we think this was like where the start of having unlikable but likable main characters comes from in tv like obviously that's a story every story you know there's only seven stories but every story has been told but like if you think about the shows in the 2000s and 2010s, like a lot of the shows are based around characters who are like probably objectively Anti-heroes bad people or... who you like end up rooting for anyway because they're the main character. You know, like I think that's very Shakespearean, actually. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, it's so old. Like, there's for me, I can't. I wish I could even give you a, an active example. I dislike so many characters. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess like you know, so it's definitely old, like Yago, or would be that, or something like that. But yeah, 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 someone you love to hate. But this is this is definitely like an anti-hero. Yeah, a, this is a like sociopath, if not psychopath. Yeah, like you're rooting right? on a murderer in this show. Mm-hmm. Like you're seeing the mm-hmm. human parts of a of a murderer. You know, <laughs> like yeah. yeah. Like his life, well, his kids, his work life. He goes to therapy. What his social life is like. How he deals with people in his business. How he murders mm-hmm. people. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought so. Like maybe he doesn't I, murder I people. Watched... I haven't seen the rest of the show. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. he might not even have his hands dirty. But I, I thought that 
I've seen a lot of these mob movies romanticize, um, like, the gangster lifestyle, if you will. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, romanticize violence and, and being a shitty person, essentially, and theft, and in a way that I thought was, like... Like the like fucking like cops and fucking hyper masculine guys will watch these things and 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 revere these characters. Yeah, That's what I was doing. Yeah, absolutely. And in in a way that that they what I in a way that is insulting to the way that we we look at the cartel or other gangs. Yeah, you know, like it, I think that. Like like Sons of Anarchy, you know, is a show, and I'm, yeah, obviously there's like terrible white gangs out there, but like the way that we view the old Italian gangs versus the way that we view uh, modern modern not American white gangs. It, well, modern American <laughs> white gangs and 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 the cartel and the. Uh, Bloods and Crips and all of these, it's totally vastly different. And I think that dichotomy is huh, kind of disgusting. I wonder, but I wonder what that would <laughs> be. <laughs> the, uh, the, I didn't get that with this, though. I didn't feel like it was romanticized. Right. I mean, the, the one character, the husband of um, Dr. What's her name? Mel- Dr. The Melfi. Self, the self-hating um, Italian. Yeah, the self-hating Italian talking, well, or at least talking about as an Italian, uh, talking about how the media has romanticized gangster people and stuff. And uh, he, like, he makes that same point of, like, it sucks that these people will grow up in a community where, like, this violence seems um, uh, romantic or or necessary and stuff like that. Yeah. And he he really doesn't, like... He doesn't go, he doesn't do the work to like think about, oh, maybe these people don't have any other choice in their lives. Absolutely. Or maybe like the societal, like there's weakness in the system. These people fall through. They fight, they look for strength in this community, in these like, yeah, quote unquote families. Um, I mean, gangs provide everything that like, there's things that gangs provide people that they are not getting from society that they right. that's not accessible to them. And some gangs don't have as strong a leader as, say, Dom from Fast and the Furious Absolutely. to lead them towards <laughs> good things instead of, you know, uh, illegal, like, yeah. yeah. Uh, and there is a comparison to be made between... It's all about family. Pete loves that so much. <laughs> it's you, The video froze on your face and it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about family. I think there's also an argument to be made that the the military industrial complex is just a giant gang that's sanctioned yeah. by the government. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, gang lifestyle is it, the things that it provides people are like people need those things. Period. Yeah, community like community and family. Family, but family still doesn't provide you with like, um, still doesn't necessarily always provide you with the support that you need in I've order to understand yourself. With- <laughs> uh, in, and and like like you're still gonna have mental illness within yes. that thing, and you'll you'll need a therapist. Uh, you might need medication. Now we're romanticizing. These these we are. Yeah, we are. I think well, I think it's a little more realistic. 
<laughs> right? Yeah, it's a more realistic romanticization. It's not like instead of being like, oh, these badass guys who like sleep with chicks and drink and play pool and have a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, like they help each other out and pull them up, pull like pull each other up instead of like pulling themselves up. Like, yeah. The one thing I thought was irresponsible of the TV show was the, like, scene where they're, like, going to the guys in the bar, and then you see some, like, strippers and stuff. Was, and having yeah. seen sexual violence and then s- then see people sexualized Yeah, it felt, was kind of gross. It was very gross, very jarring. But maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the point that they're making. Because I, I felt like the scene that they, they made was not sexualized at all. It was, it was just violence. Yeah. And that they did very well to display that as just violence. Um... And, but it still felt like I did not want to see, like, just some strippers for some eye candy or whatever. I didn't want that. Like, I didn't need the scene to be established. Do you think that's like their, like. It could have been outside the club so that we just knew it was a strip club. Yeah. To set the scene. They could have, yeah, they could have just not shown it. I'm wondering if that's like their, like, central perk. Or something, you know, like that's their like hangout. You know what I mean? We're like they're always. Yeah. Oh, maybe they're always there. Like I be. wonder if like scenes go back, like you know, Where different episodes. They like there. go back there. We're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they come in. Totally. They built the set. They got it. The TV show's got to use the set. Um, it might be yeah. actually could be. And they in that scene in particular, there, there's actually some welcome comic relief mm-hmm. when they're talking about. That woman, that poor woman who's it was so big. If you touch her, your hands disappear. Oh, uh, there was comic relief in that scene. They're they're doing mm. uh, she's so fat jokes. Yeah, which is also irresponsible. Yeah, yeah which is like, but but so it's two thousand one. I didn't think it was. I thought it was gross that they had some fat space phobia. Odyssey. Yeah. Yes. <clears throat> 2001 a space odyssey um <laughs> it's gross that they have fat phobia but the jokes slapped and the one character the italian guy the stereotypical italian with yeah. the fucking his hair tied back was like i want a woman with some meat on her mm-hmm. so you I, can hold so well, you can grab yes also for people making fat jokes like they should really maybe you know or at least making punching down fat jokes, they should really, like, check themselves out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they should really check out. Yeah, that's true, too. They weren't the best-looking guys. Uh, but their fat jokes were good. And I did like that the one guy was, like, body positive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's so weird. Because in 2001, no one's having this fucking conversation no one's talking, calling these guys out on this, right? No, yeah. Like, but it feels like, quote unquote, like uh, just boys hanging out. What boys are gonna say to each other? And like one of the guys who walks in there, he's like, "Is this yeah, all you talk he's about? Like, this is all you yeah. talk about?" Yeah. And then Tony is like, "Well, yeah, we're just hanging out, <laughs> talking about tits, talking about tits." Oh. Uh. Then something happens in this scene that I thought was probably important, but not now. Yeah. Like, there's a waterfront restoration that's going to happen. Oh, yeah. Millions of dollars. There's going to be money coming. Are they construction? Is that what their gang is? Construction? 
Where do they have must their, be. their it must be their fingers in? What pies? Maybe Teamsters. I don't know. Teamsters yeah. are the union guys, right? But unions can be all. Yeah, but oh, that's like that. Like that's like a thing. Is there's a lot of, uh, like gang, like there, or at least there used to be like a lot of gang situations in the Teamster Union. If you have a bunch of guys driving yeah. trucks everywhere, you know, like mm. you're yeah. gonna be useful to people. <laughs> okay, yeah. so this all checks out. This all makes sense to me now, uh, in a way that it should have. When it sounded I was like watching. construction. Yeah. Yeah. But they were talking about plaster or or what was it? Not plaster, oh, yeah, drywall. drywall. They talked about drywall, like just the drywall things alone that the cops are doing. Like cops set up situations <laughs> where construction is needed, giving the construction people jobs. Maybe this is the thought that I like the rabbit hole I went down. Yes. Like, oh, cops are just part of a system trying to create destruction to like fuel the it like. The oh, construction goodness. companies. And You're not like, wrong. It's yeah. all wrapped in each other. It's Everyone's all mutually to... beneficial mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and assured destruction. Yeah. <laughs> that shit's messed up. Mm. This it's, is the yeah. way Tony's world works. That's Tony's world. And the doctor decides not to be a part of that world at the end of the episode. She's like, I'm... I mean, it was it was just like she, it she been, makes the choice not to. Would have been very uh, satisfying uh, for the audience, though. It would have been so satisfying, yeah. and what we all want to happen. It it's it, it's maddening because I understand like why she did what she did, like and not doing it because you know that like you get the sense it's an absolute. If she says, if she says anything to him about what happened, mm-hmm. you get the sense that he won't stop, right? Until like he gets vengeance for her, right? And but also it's maddening knowing that like yes, the cops fucked up. Yes, this man is getting away with this awful crime he committed, this thing he did to her, and like. This is just like an age old story. Again, this woman can do nothing. Yeah. But own her own story. Which she chooses, at least in the face of Tony, she chooses not to. But I mean, it is, it's her own story to tell. You know, yeah. that's like, it's not, she doesn't have to tell Tony. We all want that guy put like, down by yeah. Tony. We want we want justice, and she's like, "This is I get to choose what happens, not anyone else." Oof. Yeah, it's just chilling. Yeah, which is also, but it's interesting. It, it the the idea that she sees him as a protective figure in her life adds a new dynamic between them. I maybe yeah. A new dynamic I don't know. Them. What do you What do you think, Pete? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I think maybe she's thinking about like what it means to like call a hit on somebody and like you know or like maybe not even kill him but like hurt him or threaten him or do something to him and what if that leads back to her and her life. Um true. Yeah. But she definitely makes a conscious decision to not do it. Mhm. 
And who knows? Maybe in a couple episodes, she does it. Or maybe she I does. Know, yeah. yeah. Right. Because at any point in time, what do you think? <laughs> Can we talk about the sister? And the- <laughs> Lisa liked the sister. Yeah, absolutely. It was I like liked the sister too. Just the the first you see like this is a woman in his another woman in his life. This man's surrounded by women. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess and men. What am I saying? What am I saying? Yeah. Uh, so he, ha- but anytime it's a woman, it's only, it's one woman. It's only ever him and his wife, him and his daughter, him and his sister, him and his therapist. He's never like surrounded by multiple women. So right. the women in his life are these powerful figures and presences is what it seems like. Um, and with his sister, I, w- <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. She's a thorn in his side. Like it, that whole thing seemed very real too. Like their family dynamic seemed pretty, just kind of nice after everything. Like that, having the, the comedic relief of the guys being assholes to that large woman and his sister and the idea that she actually had a prosthetic leg. This whole time was... That she had taken from someone. In, wait, yeah. can we talk about how it was in a locker in the bowling alley? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. where she chose to hide it. Oh. Which is genius. Yeah, no one's going to think to look there. Yeah, but also at the same time, it's not that valuable that you need to hide. <laughs> yeah. That, like, yeah, no one's going like, to steal it from the locker. <laughs> yeah. And what... What are the precarious dynamics between the Italians and the Russians? I I mean, they're two strong, um, like mobs, right? Yeah. Of course, they're seemingly. Being, seemingly, maybe maybe there's some plot thing from previous seasons. Almost they're certainly missing. Gotta yeah. be. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's something that could be bigger here. Also, like the, it was scary as fuck watching. I mean, this was like, uh, this was like, could have been a repeat of what happened earlier right, in the episode. Yeah. Somebody broke into her home, and you like, it could have been way worse. Yeah. Like, these Russian guys obviously respect Sopra- Tony Soprano enough to not, they didn't do anything but break into her home. They could have really. They slapped well, no, they her, beat her a little up, bit. didn't they? Yeah, they, they slapped fucking her broke her, her ribs. They broke her ribs. They, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What and am I saying? <laughs> and then Tony goes up to her, and he's like, this is all your fault. Oh, and gross. it's like, and he's like, y- you know, this is like, this is all bullshit. This is all your fault. At the same time, she did like hold a thing from them and like wouldn't give. Yeah, a really, stuff, earlier in the like, episode, he told her not to fuck with the Russians. Yeah, and she's fucking with a whole gang, you know, yeah. like a whole yeah. like that's messed up. But at the same time, like he he's like, look, this is all your fault. You're wasting my time. You're wasting my money. But at the same time, he's also saying. I'm going to have to, like, do something about this. You know I'll have to do something about this. And so he, like, yeah. regardless of whether he's upset with her, he's going to hurt someone because they hurt her. Yeah, Because he she's has his to. family. He has to. Ugh. It's, ugh. That, now it's a little gross. Now yeah. I'm a little grossed out by what happened. It's, yeah, it's nuts. Also, there was one other piece of violence in this, which was um, the... Um, the red-haired guy and the kid beating up the... I don't know if he was Russian or, like, uh, beating up the other guy. You know when he smashes the... 
the uh, the model plane, and then they beat that other guy up. And the other guy's like, why are you doing this to me? Why are you, like, he keeps asking, yeah. like, why are you saying these things to me? Why are you antagonizing me? Why, why do you provoke me? He says, from the get-go, once the guy starts being, like, like angry with him, why do you provoke me? And then he says something about his wife and stuff. He's like, why are you doing this to me? And then when he's, like, beating him up, he's like, why, why is this happening to me? Did, wait, but why? Why is it happening? I think they, they, I think it was a bonding thing between the uh, redhead guy and the, like, the kid? The kid. Yeah. I think it was like, they hey, let's all, to do that? let's all do some like bonding together. This whole dinner thing is not working for bonding. Oh, let's beat a guy. Hey, yeah. wait. That'll didn't, help us bond. Didn't that guy attack them first though with a bat? Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like, but <laughs> the guy like smashed his stuff, said shit about his wife and stuff. Joe Pantaleone. Like, yeah, Pantaleone right. is like provoking this Pantaleone. other guy, and he's like, "Why? Why are you saying all this shit?" And he like, like that was weird. Yeah, that was, was weird out. and unexpected. So, what the fuck were they doing in the, that room? Mm-hmm. They're on their way around. I think like he just wanted an excuse to beat someone up, and that's why they went there. And he's schmoozing that kid's mom. Yeah. Yeah, stooping would be more accurate. I'm don't. Guessing. What did he say to the guy? Don't make it gross. Or something. Yeah, don't yeah, be yeah, gross yeah. about it. Dating. He just says dating yeah. your mom. I'm dating your mom. Thought he was a creep from the get go. Uh uh uh. That's like if that's the first thing you see a character do. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> the finger wag. Yeah. That's the worst. I don't know. It's the worst. It's the worst. It is. Well, he was looking, he was checking out, the kid was checking out the waitress. Yeah. And then he tells him not to, and then he asks him about Tony Soprano's daughter. Yeah. Which, oh, it's just, it's so, there's so much we don't understand. Yeah. So much. It'll be interesting to learn. Pete? It'll be interesting. We, like, I feel like we are all of the mind to watch this show now which is nuts yeah um do i have theories yeah so anthony or tony soprano's daughter invited that guy to the city for sushi he's gonna go out there they're gonna get sushi they're gonna fall in love tony's gonna be like (laughs) tony's gonna be like you can't date this guy he works for me like he does stuff you don't want to know and she's like i know all about you dad i know what you do and then it's mm. that's gonna be the that's gonna be a subplot coming up. Love story. Yeah, that think, seems clear. I think right? Tony's that gonna take clear. his. Tony's gonna take his therapist out for sushi. They're gonna fall in love, and then Dude. Tony's gonna be like, "You don't know what I do," and she's like, "Of course I know what you do. I, I love see you. you on the news, and I'm your therapist." Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, what does his little book of anxiety say? Like. Oh, yeah. like I was feeling anxious today because I had to take our friend Anthony and um, drown him. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I had and to that made cut me off think my about, boy's fingers. Yeah. So. <laughs> that made me think about when I was a small kid and I felt powerless. Yeah. That's the real. We really got to get our hands on that book. Uh-huh. I bet James Gandolfini wrote. Like, actually wrote it. You think he wrote in there? Come on. Oh, why yeah. not? He's a good actor, yeah. so he's an probably actor? did. He probably did. Dang. But that's did he the, do that's it the real... from the perspective of Tony Soprano? Oh. 
I don't know. Interesting. But that's, I think that's the, what you can really take away from this. James Gandolfini is just a force. A f- yeah. Like, if, I, this show doesn't work without, an, like, him doing that amazing of a job. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Very good. Very good. I have a theory. No, I don't have a theory. That was my theory, was that they fall in love. Do you have a theory, Lisa? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. This show smashed all my expectations. Yes. Because I was expecting just, like, it to be way more toxic. Mm. Um, Even though, like, Soprano's a bad guy. Yeah. But We just didn't see that this episode. Yeah. We don't see him being a bad guy yeah. this episode. It, it kind of goes with my uh, like presumptions about Mad Men too. Back when we watched Mad Men, oh, yeah. I was boy. like, oh, I thought I thought he was a bad guy, but yeah. he doesn't seem that bad of a oh, guy. Oh boy, when you guys I- did that Mad Men episode and I listened to it, <laughs> I was like yelling at you guys through the phone, being like, "You got it all wrong! You got it all wrong!" <laughs> <laughs> People are probably listening like, to us do the exact same yeah. thing right now. Yeah, that's. that's I, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to any listener who has seen the show and loved The Sopranos, <laughs> and I've misrepresented one of your favorite characters. I'm sorry if that's happened. Yeah, yeah. Same. So very sorry. But, but also, also that's it's not our what fault. this show is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah like, that's what we do. <laughs> Maybe don't listen. Actually, continue listening. <laughs> continue I love listening. the Tell idea that friends. you were. <laughs> thank you, Pete. Yeah, thank you. Hey, I'll give a shout I out. The... I love the show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to the show you are on. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. If I had yeah. if I had other places to shout it out, I would. And indeed, I do. Right. On. <laughs> Hell yeah. Just honestly, the, the, that's kind of the reaction I we will, were hoping to have. That somebody yelling at what yeah, we we're yeah. saying. You guys were like, like, you guys were like, oh, Peggy and Don, they probably sleep together later on, or maybe they've slept <laughs> together already. And I was like, no, you don't get it. <laughs> you don't get it. You I've just, had this explained to me since. Yeah. Since the way we look at a TV show. On a like often the very first thing that like our <laughs> our personal filters are on uh, yeah. is like okay who's fucking yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I think whenever I watch a new TV show all right who's <laughs> fucking uh, I I cannot get in. understand anything yeah. about this show God no I am oh, I am completely lost unless I know who is seen who naked. <laughs> Otherwise, I can't pay attention. It does not make sense to me. The show is incoherent. <laughs> Called out. Devastating. Yeah. Uh, we we have to wrap up. We is do. Okay? Okie dokie. Okay. Uh, before we like, uh, oh wait, hold. Yes. Before we go, we'd just like to thank all of the makers of this show, starting with the show creator David Chase. Employee of the month was directed by John Patterson, and this episode is featured. The talents of James Gandolfini, Lorraine Bracco, Eddie Falco, Michael Imperioli, and Stephen Van Zant, and many more. Also, I want to give a shout out to the writers of this show, Robert Green and Mitchell Burgess. Ro- Robin Green. Robin. I, who, Robin what? Green, yeah. <laughs> I thought you said Robert. Oh, no. Robin Green, who is a woman. Yes. So, like, yeah. Robin. So, there was some feminine perspective to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'll, this show is like ac- was actually really fucking it good. It was really right? fucking good. Do you agree, Pete? Yeah. Oh yeah. 
I'm excited yeah. to watch more of it. Are you gonna? Hell yeah! I'm I'm also excited to watch more of this. Oh my show. God, should we, should we like should we like should we like watch one or two episodes a week and then like call and chat about them and have like a, yeah. have a Sopranos watching have a club? podcast? Well, it doesn't. Oh my, god. Yeah, oh my god! We can do that. But <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking like chat. a TV watching we'll group. We'll start there. No, yeah, watching I would club. love that. Yeah, watch Wonderful. a couple a week and then like talk about it like a book club, yeah. but it's a Sopranos watching. Yeah, I like that. Uh, there's like six. There's seven. Well, five, six seasons, but six, the sixth season is two parts. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, oh, Pete, where can we find you? Yeah, um, you can find me. Wherever the air takes you, and if that's to Twitter or Instagram, it's the handles P J A Martino M A R T I N E A U. That's my first three initials, and then my last name. Uh, you can go to YouTube and check out P J A M Productions. There is uh, two things on there, and nothing new, but you know, check it out if you haven't before. Uh, and uh, you can check me on the silver screen. Uh, not really, but, um, you know. <laughs> oh, uh, if you watch Succession, uh, when the new season comes out, make sure to stay to the end of the credits because you'll see my name. Yeah. Yeah. That's why That's I watch you can see me. any show. Yeah. Well, I, I watch every show looking for Peter Martineau. Where's he at? I can't wait he until he you start seeing me. I would, I'm going to be I, so excited. I'm s- I'm so excited to see you and things. Yeah. <laughs> so it's keep an eye out on Peter Martino. PJM. PJM. Look at that. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Peter, for coming on. Thank you, guys. <laughs> yeah, of course. Sorry, this is like, it's a little awkward. There's no guy getting around it. It's a little awkward with the, the with phone not, call. Yeah, not being in the same room. Mm. But, you know, you know, it's how we do. Um, last things. Thank you, our listeners, for listening to Season 3, Episode 4. Our theme song is written and performed by Jacob Bernstein. You can find Adam on Instagram at DamnHD. Uh, you can find Lisa on Instagram at L-A-S-S-I-S-S-I-S-S-A. And you can find Oz, who you heard some grunts and groans and bow rows. He's you hungry. You can find him at Ozzy the Buddy. That's O-Z-Z-I-E, the Buddy. You can find this podcast at Season 3, Episode 4. The words are words. The numbers are numbers. Join us next week. Bye. 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 (laughs) All right. I'm sorry. I have to go pee. Bye, Lisa. Uh, I love you. It was nice seeing you. Tell hi to Leslie. Have fun playing or have fun writing. Episode 4. Episode 4.